already know I wanna be free. wanna be free I wanna be free. wanna be free Welcome to Liberty Chats, produced by members of the Steamboat Institute's Emerging Leaders Council. Thank you for joining us. We talk to a variety of experts, leaders, journalists, and policymakers about our nation's founding principles, why they are still so relevant and essential to preserving freedom for everyone, what specific challenges and threats they face today, and how those founding principles best safeguard and empower everyone's ability, young and old, to attain prosperity and personal happiness. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Liberty Chats, a podcast from the Steamboat Institute. My name is Christina Eastman, and I'm a member of the Emerging Leaders Council, a leadership program out of the Institute. And I'm so excited to be here today. My guest is Lily Kate, a social media influencer and host of the Lily Kate Show. Thanks for joining us, Lily. Thank you for having me. So you're an ambassador for Turning Point and an influencer for PragerU and a whole slew of other things that we're going to get into Um, I just really want to know how you got started in the movement. That's a funny question. So I was in high school and my sister started doing YouTube videos. And I'll give the short version of this story. So my sister started growing a full-time income on YouTube when she was like 12 years old. I was a dancer at the time, broke my foot, decided I wanted to leave dance and become a YouTuber. So throughout my high school years, I spent time growing a social media following. I gained over 600,000 followers on all of my platforms. I ended up having a fake relationship with Jojo Siwa's brother, actually. He ended up falling in love with me. I didn't fall in love with him. I actually fell in love with the guy who I grew up next door to, my neighbor. And I've always been a Christian conservative, really involved in politics in my personal life. I just never talked about it on social media. So through 2020, I realized I had given up my ticket to LA, everything I'd worked for because of breaking up with that certain person. And um, then I just drowned my woes in Daily Wire content, listened to Michael Knowles, Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro, Andrew Clavin, all of them, and decided I wanted to start my own and start with my own voice. So now I go around the nation speaking about radical feminism and how we are facing toxically low levels of femininity in our society. So it's really just been a step-by-step and slowly God's been revealing to me what exactly my purpose is in this world. And I think I found it. That's awesome. Um, so social media has really changed the face of politics. And I know you're aware of that because you know of all the content you put out there, um, especially when so many Gen Zers are really getting their news from social media. I think our audience would really like to know what's popular these days for your generation. Is it Instagram, Snapchat? Um, and do you think that will change in the near future? That's really interesting. And Snapchat is popular on a personal level, right? Keeping up with your friends. I would say the biggest apps obviously are TikTok because that is addictive and it's full of entertaining video content. But also Instagram is where you can go to curate a look. I would say Facebook definitely is not as popular. And Twitter, it's on and off. Either you love it or you hate it. And so it's different with every single person. But Twitter is still definitely a dominant app that we have. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just curious, like, how important is it for um, millennials to be getting on TikTok, TikTok and um, like engaging with Gen Z? Um, or if you think that's kind of like, I don't know, uh, not really worth the effort. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's actually funny is that my mom spends more TikTok, uh, time on TikTok than I do, right? My dad has a TikTok account and they're, they're Generation X. So I think the question is not should millennials be on 
um, TikTok, it's how much time are they actually spending on it? And should we be worried about that? Because everyone spends so much time on TikTok and TikTok is really good at curating your audience, right? So it's it feeds you the videos that they know you're going to react well to. And that's why one of the reasons, at least why it's so addictive. And so I think the question more so is how can we utilize it for our ends? Because I'm a conservative, I'm a Christian and conservatives and Christians are just terrible at utilizing the power they have to reach the ends that they want to get to. So I think the question is more, how can we use the power with militant, you know, progression and also use it for good? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I know you have no fear talking about not just your conservative values, but also your Christian values. Um, do you think talking about your Christian values to like, say, a turning point audience um, kind of h- helps your narrative, like with your con- conservative values, or do you think, do you think you turn off people? Like, how do you, how do you balance that? I love that question. It's really interesting because the first step that I took toward going into the conservative movement was I actually opened a ministry called Live Freely. And it's a bunch of girls around the nation. And we do Bible studies together every Tuesday. And our goal is to be like a nationwide sisterhood of girls who go to each other's weddings and just love on each other. And that's strictly Christian. We don't do a lot of politics on there just because, you know, the Bible is so much more important than politics. So generally, to answer your question about talking, talking to Turning Point ambassadors and stuff, they're generally all Christians and they generally all believe the same things, which is really great. But Christianity really is a foundation for my conservative beliefs. I always consult the Bible first before I consult any new source, any um, you know, search for truth, right? The ultimate truth is the Bible. And so Christianity is the foundation and conservatism is just the, the expression of Christianity in politics and in your daily life. Yeah, that's great. And I actually wanted to talk about your website a little bit. Um, I was wondering, cause it, it's a network of, um, girls that you're um, supporting through, you know, Bible studies and um, just giving them a space where they don't feel like they have to be judged on social media and all this stuff. It's great. Um, You know, we see a lot of problems with young girls um, in those situations. And I'm wondering um, if you could share a story from one of the girls who subscribed to your ministry. Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, Well, we've had a girl or two accept Christ through our ministry, they came there because so my little sister, as I kind of talked about in the beginning, Annie Rose, she would be able to join us sometimes on Bible study. And sometimes these girls would just come in just to come and meet Annie. Right. But then Mm -hmm. they would come in and they would hear the message. They'd hear the good news and really fully accept Christ. I think generally it's been a, you know, all of us coming from half Christians to full Christians, but definitely two times um, girls have been saved through the ministry, which is something that is just unparalleled. Wow. Very cool. So when did you launch that website? And uh, I mean, it seems like your sister was really entrepreneurial right from the get. I mean, at age 12, that's pretty crazy. Um, When did you kind of like launch into the entrepreneurial space? Yeah, that well, so I launched Live Freely um, last December. So December of 2020, like pretty much the week before New Year. So we're coming up on a one-year anniversary. My podcast was soon after that in late January, early February. And then since then, I've just been building everything. And we just actually officially launched our new company called Victory, which is a social media management firm, which we can help you run your social media. We help you create the content, brand strategy, growth strategy. And so we have about five members, five going on seven people who are helping us with political campaigns, businesses, pageant queens, whatever your social media is, we can help you with it. It's called a victory of the USA. So victory. 
Wow. Okay. I know a lot of boomers who would be really interested in hiring you. <laughs> so, um, so kind of, <laughs> so kind of to veer back to the kind of campus activism um, side of that side of what you do, um, campus student programs like Turning Point and PragerU aren't everywhere, and they can't be everywhere. So, what advice would you give to those Gen Zers who feel like they don't have a voice on college campuses? and who don't have those communities to turn to on campus. Mm, that's difficult. And I think the action point that I would ask them to do is come up with your own community, right? Communities don't just happen without effort. And so I know that we're all looking for a tight-knit community. We're all looking for that acceptance and that love. And that's really, really important. Turning point. Well, Prager, you doesn't do like chapters on campuses, but Prager or Turning Point really does a, a fantastic job at that. And so I would say if you don't have that outlet for a community, you can definitely find a YCT chapter or a YAF chapter or a YAL chapter. I, there's guaranteed to be some kind of conservative chapter on your campus. But if you still don't want to reach out and do that, then I would say make your own community. Best place to go, obviously, is to the church. Go to youth groups, go to young adult groups. You will be able to find people who have at least a common faith in Jesus, which is a really valuable thing. Yeah, that's really great advice. Um, so what have been your highlights um, working as a Turning Point Ambassador? And I think that's that's something new to you this year, correct? But it seems like you've been involved with them for a number of years. It's actually new. Yeah, I only got accepted into the ambassador program after I applied in the summer. So right before the YWLS event that they had in Dallas. And to say, you know, think something about the highlight, I would have to say the events. I mean, Turning Point has just mastered the art of putting on incredible events that just make your heart pound. The networking opportunity is unmatched. I mean, the positive, the mobilization, the energy, all of it is something that I just, it's not, it's not, you can't replicate it. You cannot replicate a turning point event like SAS. I'm excited for the upcoming America Fest event in December, right before Christmas. And so we'll definitely see if, if America Fest beats out SAS or YWLS for me. <laughs> um, so um, what's your involvement look like with PragerU then? So PragerU, I'm an influencer for them, which means I have contacts within the media team and I get to send them content. I get to ask them any kind of questions and hopefully start being featured on some of their shows possibly. But generally right now, I just send them content. They can post about it and I get to market PragerU stuff. I get like stickers and socks and they send us merch packages. So it's a really positive thing. And just being involved in this community, having that brand recognition behind you, something really important because everybody knows and loves PragerU and Turning Point, of course. Course. And so that's just a social media way to really have us all boost each other. Cause you know, back to the big tech idea, we're all shadow banned, you know, and we're all getting kind of stifled on our content, not being able to grow, especially myself after lo losing so many followers um, when I quote unquote came out as a conservative. So yeah. Did you, were you deplatformed or, or was that just, um, you know, so on, people on, yeah, on TikTok, I have been blocked for one week at a time, probably like 27 times. Like, I'm not even kidding. Sometimes oh multiple times during one week. So that would last for about a month. And I only started my TikTok account in, I want to say, April or March or April. So it's been really interesting for Instagram. I have, I've just been losing a lot of followers, people who came there for like my old YouTube content. And I understand that politics is not for everyone, but um, I'm de definitely continually losing followers. So we'll eventually bounce back one time and I'm not too worried about it. The numbers game is a game as, as much as it, you let it affect you. So I know that the people who listen to my podcast, who come to the ministry, those are who I'm really speaking to. And those are the people that matter to me on my social media. 
And it seems like deep, being deplatformed is almost a badge of honor um, in the movement these days. So I, I feel like, you know, <laughs> yes. they think it hurts us, but it actually kind of helps. <laughs> I must tell you, too, another badge of honor is hate flyers at a college. And so yesterday <laughs> we're recording this on the 5th. Yesterday, November 4th, I found at my boyfriend's college, Texas A&M, a very conservative college. I mean, you think it's very conservative. It's not. I found hate flyers about me because I will be speaking there later this month. So that's another badge of honor, I must admit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Um, you'll, have to, you'll have to pull one down and like put it in your um, studio or something. I wanted to keep it, but it was taped too well to the wall. I couldn't rip it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so I also wanted to ask you, and this is just a question that popped into my mind because you're so well-spoken. You're so, um, you're, you've, you've, you've clearly had, um, I don't know, have you had some sort of speech training? You're just, you're just so um, you have such a good like video and voice presence. I'm just wondering. <laughs> yeah, actually. So when I was young, my parents used to put me. So I was homeschooled. That's another part of my main personality trait and what something that I fight for. Um, homeschooling is literally the best ever. And my parents used to make us do like little convocations, presentations with people. And I didn't like public speaking, but I'd always have this really loud and clear voice. And they were like, you're kind of good at this. And I was like, I just don't like it. So throughout high school, after I broke my foot, quit doing ballet, I started doing high school speech and debate and I became... Um, over 15 first places in the state of Texas, um, and then one national title on a sweepstakes award. And then I also won the Texas Right to Life Oratory Competition in 2019. So yes, I love speaking. Communicating is one of my most valuable assets. And it's really been something that I've honed over time and grown a love for. And podcasting, being able to speak at chapters on college campuses and being able to go to different events and speak about whatever topic you throw at me is something that I value a lot because of my high school speech and debate. So if you're ever wondering what to do with your high school career and you don't have a purpose, y'all need to do speech and debate. It'll be the best. Yeah. I don't think you've said the word, um, this once this entire interview. So <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> good. <laughs> um, so you mentioned you were in ballet and you're a gymnast, um, kind of in the arts world. Um, I'm curious whether, um, do you see any, um, kind of people in your generation who are still in the arts, you know, cause sorry, I'll, I'll back up. The arts are so, um, uh, overtaken by the left. And I think a lot of people in the arts, um, that have conservative and Christian values might struggle with that sometimes. And I'm wondering if you, um, engage with any of these girls kind of heading into that, um, career path, either through your website or through your social media. Yeah. I mean, I have continual conversations with people in my DMs. I mean, so often of people saying like, what do I do? This professor is telling me this thing or my job is requiring me to get the vaccine. So it's a very personal thing. I would say that Side note, something that I'm really proud of is I've always been a Justin Bieber fan. Like since the beginning, I used to get so much hate for it when I was younger. Like people literally would bully me about it, but I, I stuck true and I stayed true. He just came out as relatively pro-life. He said, I don't think abortion is a good thing. You know, I think it's killing a baby and that's exactly right. And so, you know, always Justin Bieber is a good way to go. But me personally, yes, it's conversation after conversation in my DMs. I always open them up. I always say, hey, if you're struggling with this issue, I have advice or I would love to talk about it or I would love to tell your story on my podcast. And 
that's a really great way to just bring light to these things. I also know a lot of people who work with the Leadership Institute or Campus Reform, who's obviously doing writing for on-campus stories that are crazy. And I always encourage them to write things or go on something like Isabel Brown's show, Frontlines, where they tell the stories of indoctrination happening on campus. So I love connecting people and getting the stories out because stories are the way that we're going to win. I mean, come on, the Virginia election was literally flipped because of the Loudoun County story that the Daily Wire broke. That's an amazing thing. And that should be proof, first of all, to conservatives that we can actually frame and change the conversation around what's happening in an election or in a state because of one story if we mobilize and and come together and actually use the power that we have back to my first point about TikTok and millennials being on TikTok but the second thing is is that we have power and that's a good thing and we know how to use the power well so to answer your question yes Justin Bieber is always a good place to go it's all personal and conservatives should use the power that they have <laughs> You really seem like um, you're already a mentor at such a young age for a lot of girls, um, you know, and probably a lot of um, other people as well. Um, who were your mentors kind of both in the Christian space and and the um, kind of politics realm? You are asking me all my favorite questions. So <laughs> technically, I would have three mentors. First of all, I do want to say I have two parents and my dad has seven degrees. My mom is our momager. She is incredible and she can she is just such a baddie, right? She's Irish, so you never want to get her angry. (laughs) (laughs) I also have a mentor in the business side of my life, right? I have her name is Kathy. She works in insurance. She's a really big name in insurance and she helps me think through everything thoroughly. I also have another mentor. Her name's Carmen. She sends me Bible verses every morning. She always checks up on my faith. How is everything going? Have you been to church? Are you traveling too much to go to church? Here's a church in the area. You need to go here because you need your time with Jesus. And then I have another woman who works at IBM and she is amazing. And I just love her. She's... um. Oh, darn. I said, um, (laughs) she's higher up in that company. She definitely just helps encouraging and uplifting me in the ways that I need to go. Great. So we only have a few seconds left, but I think our audience would love to know what is next for you and your exciting career path. Um, Do you have any big projects on the horizon? Oh, yes. Very, very many of them. However, the biggest thing I would say is if you're on a college campus and you want to hear the truth about radical feminism and how it is destroying women from the inside out, have me on your campus. We'll be doing a March speaking tour. So the whole month of March, we're going around all the U.S. and we are going. I mean, it's during history, uh, Women's History Month. So that's really exciting. But yeah, if you want to book me for that, come come to your campus. Our rates are pretty low right now. All you have to do is pay for travel and then a little bit extra and boom, I will be there. But the month of March, reach out to me. You can go to victoryofusa.com and book me for a speech and we will get in contact with you and get that organized ASAP. It was so great to have you, Lily. Thanks for um, sharing all of your wisdom with us. Well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on Liberty Chats today. Please consider giving us a rating and review on iTunes if you're enjoying the show. Thank you for listening to today's Liberty Chat. I'm Erica Anderson, the producer of the podcast. Our podcast editor is Fingers Malloy. My co-producers include Charlotte Whalen, Zachary Rogers, Lindsay Martin, and Christina Eastman, all members of the Steamboat Institute's Emerging Leaders Council, who represent the next generation of free market, free speech leadership. We hope you tune in again for our next Liberty Chat episode.
mistakes, girl, you already know I wanna be free. I wanna be free I wanna be free, wanna be free. Yeah.